With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lock Talk Radio. Good evening, listeners, and thank you so much for joining me tonight. As always, it is such a pleasure to come into your home, into your car into your office, wherever you may be at this time. It is a pleasure to join you to share the Word of God and to share the love of God. And so it has been very exciting to me to teach this series called Tap In. The Lord had been speaking to me about tapping into Him and His love and His grace and His peace and just tapping into who He is and tapping into the things of God, His promises and God has just been speaking to me about that. So I'm just so honored to be in this series to teach you about tapping into the Lord. Hallelujah. There are such great and mighty promises that the Lord has outlined in his word for us, and it is imperative that we tap into those promises so that we can live the fullness of life in Christ as God ordained, that we may live that life and that life more abundantly as God has ordained for us. Amen. Amen. So tonight we are going to talk about tapping into love, tapping into God's love. But before we do, there was an assignment for last week, and I want to share that assignment with you. I'm actually going to share a little bit of mine, and then I'm going to see if you want to share yours, right? And so if you want to share So what the assignment was to set aside time to write down what you do in a day. From the time that you get up, from the time that you go to bed, write down what you do. Because what our lesson was last week was tapping into time. And so we wanted to identify those time wasters so that we can maximize our time in Christ. And so I mentally wrote down (laughs) the things that I do in a day and specifically the things that I did in the last week. So what I found myself doing is I spent about 10% more time talking to the Lord, and that which was a check plus plus for me. I spent more time this last week cleaning. Like I needed to wash clothes, get some the dishes done, just straighten up a little bit around around the house, get into my other rooms and do a few things. And so I spent time cleaning and straightening up and just getting my house um, in order. But on Saturday, let me tell you something. On Saturday, I spent the majority of Saturday sitting in my gray chair and watching movies. And you know what? I felt good about it because for the last several weekends, I've had something to do. I've had meetings or I've been out of town or something was going on that I didn't have any time to myself. And so what I did, the Lord led me to go to the library Friday after work. I got, I think I checked out like nine movies. I started watching movies Friday night and finished about maybe half or a little over half of the movies 
on Saturday. And I felt so good about it. It was a beautiful day. I did get outside for just a moment. Um, but I spent the majority of the time in here watching TV, um, well, watching a little TV, but mainly watching movies and even talking to the Lord because the Lord speaks to me through TVs and movies, you know. And so I spent some time with the Lord just dissecting some of the things that I saw in the movies and how how those uh, events relate to life and how they relate to my life and different things of that nature. So that was my Saturday. Sunday, I did something that I haven't done since I moved. I actually moved to another city the end of last year, and I haven't really met anybody or done anything. Well, let me take that back. In my exercise class, I've met some new people. But I actually spent time with a family Sunday for Mother's Day. One of the elders at my church, she's from this area, so she invited me over to her family's home, and I sat with them, and we got a chance to talk about life, about what's going on in the world. It was just really good to be able to fellowship with someone here in my new city. And so that was really good. That was like a great culmination to my week, to just sit there, sit at the table, get some food, meet some new people, interact with some new people, encourage each other, learn from each other. It was really a blessing to me. So that was my week. I I didn't spend much time wasting time, I think because I had to hold myself accountable for checking out what I do with time, and I knew that I would tell you about it so that you could hold me accountable. I really was intentional about how I spent my time this last week. And so it is imperative for me to continue to be intentional so that I can maximize the time that the Lord has given me um, upon this earth, or at least the rest of the time that the Lord has given me upon this earth. But you know what? I did find myself wasting time in the morning. When I get up in the morning, I I waste the most time doing nothing. Like I normally, I lay out my clothes the night before, sometimes the week before. Like sometimes I'll take Sunday and either lay out my clothes for the week or lay out my clothes for a couple of days. I mean, even down to my underclothes, even down to my shoes, my socks, my jewelry. Like I'll lay everything out so I'm ready, you know, to go the next morning. And sometimes, even though everything is laid out, everything's ready to go. I still find myself wasting time. It's still like after six o'clock before I get out of the house. I try to leave before six. So I know I need to do better at managing my time in the morning. I have no idea. I really need to take inventory because I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, why am I wasting time? Like, why has 10 minutes gone by and I haven't done anything? So y'all pray for me. Pray for me as I prepare to go to work each morning so that I won't waste time in that um from the time, you know, I get up, I usually get up about 5, 5.15. Sometimes I waste time snoozing. Like sometimes I'll snooze for 10 minutes or 20 minutes and it puts me behind. So y'all pray for me that I'll go to bed early the night before so I can get up, be refreshed, be restored, get ready for my day and get out of the house so I can get to work and prepare for my students. All right? So y'all pray for me. All right? So I don't see any callers who want to share Um, their schedule that they kept over the last week. But if you did keep the schedule, thank you. And I hope that you were able to see the areas in your life where you do well in managing your time and then areas in your life where, you know, maybe you need a little bit of work, like I need a little bit of work. Amen, amen. So, look, we're going to go forth in our lesson tonight, tapping into love, tapping into love. Let me tell you something. 
Wow. When when I sit back and ponder the love of God, oh, man, wow. God's love for us is so beautiful and it's so powerful and it's so passionate and it's so peaceful and it's so patient and it's so just gentle, you know. Sometimes God's love can be correcting, too, because I'm going to tell you something. God corrects who he loves. And so sometimes God's love can be corrective as well. But even in God correcting us, he does it in such a way that we know it is his love extended toward us. Amen. So let's get into the word of God in Ephesians chapter 13. Verse 17, 18, and 19. I'm reading this out of the New Living Translation. Y'all know this is my favorite translation. So let's read the word of God. And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts as you trust in him. May your roots, I love this analogy, May your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. Good God, I like that. So let me push pause right here. So for Mother's Day, my children, we planted flowers for our parents. It was a couple of weeks ago, maybe about a Maybe about the third week in April, it seems, um, we planted seeds for the mothers so that they could have plants, you know, for Mother's Day. And so prior to that, we talked about the life cycle of a plant, how you, you know, you get the soil ready. You have to have rich soil in, in order for the seed to grow. You get the soil ready. You plant the seed. You water the seed. You make sure that the seed gets sunlight because sunlight and water and good soil are the three elements to help a seed grow. <laughs> and so the children, they planted, you know, they put the soil in, they planted the seeds, they did it all. We, we did the watering, but they did everything else. And, man, those flowers, by the time, you know, um, last week came and we sent them home on Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday, man, those plants had grown up, they had sprouted up, and I showed the kids, and they were really excited to see the plants and we, we didn't really have any flowers grown yet, but the plants itself, the leaves had sprouted up so big, I thought I would have to put, you know, put them in a new pot. But rich soil allowed those seeds to grow. And so I love the analogy here in the Word of God where it says, may your roots, may our roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love because if we allow our roots, to go deep in God, they will grow in that love that he has for us will grow into a mighty harvest that it spills over, and God's love in us will spill over to, to show love to others, to show love to those who are in need, to show love to those who are downhearted, to show love to those who are discouraged and confused. When our soil is rich, our harvest is plenty, it's enough for us to share with others. Amen. Amen. We're going to talk a little bit about it later. I'm going to keep reading the scripture. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, we should all know about God's love, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love really is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is 
so great you will never fully understand it. Mm. Then you will be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. The Bible says may we experience the height and the depth and the length and the width of God's love. And it's so wide, so deep, so long, so vast that we can't even experience all of God's love in our lifetime because it's just too much. It's too big. It's too vast for us to even experience in our lifetime. But we can experience the fullness as much as we can (laughs) in the short life that we live. And may we experience God's love in its fullness because in God's love there is life, there is power, There is authority in God's love. Isn't that wonderful that God's love is so powerful and so vast that we can't even experience the fullness in our lifetime? But what we can experience, we need to tap in. We need to tap into God's love. We need to tap into the fullness of the love that Jesus died on the cross. For us to experience. For God so loved the world, John 3.16 said, that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Not only did God want us to experience his fullness, the fullness of his love here on earth, he wanted to make sure that when we die and get to heaven, we will continue to experience that love so that when actually when we die, that love will extend the hand of death. It will extend the length of death up to heaven so that we can experience God's love even after death. His love transcends death, and so his love will get us to heaven. Amen? Man, that's, that's good to me, that, that, that we will not perish but that we will have everlasting life. God's love promises that we will experience God in the fullness on earth and then in heaven when we die. Amen. I love that. I love that. Let me me give you some more about love. Ephesians 3, going back to Ephesians 3, 17, 18, and 19, God's love is total. That's what Paul is saying here in Ephesians. God's love is total. It's full. It's complete. It reaches every corner of our experience. Every quarter, every inch, every centimeter, every uh, experience of your life, God's love was there. In, In the darkness, God's love was there. In the light, God's love was there. When you were in your sin, God's love was there. When you were in victory, God's love was there. When you were... Uh, drunk, God's love was there. When you were fornicating, God's love was there. When you were committing adultery, God's love was there. When you were graduating from high school and graduating from college, God's love was there. In your darkest hour, in your brightest hour, God's love was there, and God's love is there. His love reaches every corner of our experience. It is wide. It covers the breadth of our experience, and it reaches out to us in this whole world. There's nowhere we can go where God's love can't reach us. God's love is long. It continues the length of our lives. God's love was with us at the beginning. His love will be with us at the end. (laughs) No matter what we're going through, no matter what we're in, God's love reaches every inch of our life, and it extends 
extends the length of our life. When we get 90, 95, 100, God's love will be right there with us. God's love is high. It rises to the heights of our celebration and elation. So when we experience those great and mighty times in our lives, so like I said, that graduation from high school, that graduation from college, marriage, um, uh, experiencing the, the birth of a child and having that child come into your home and loving on that child, when you get a promotion on your job, your brightest moments in life, God's love extends there too. His love is deep. It reaches to the depths of discouragement and despair and even death. We talked about God's love transcending death. When we are in our darkest hour, when we are discouraged, when we are experiencing illnesses, when we are experiencing the death of a loved one, when we are confused, when we get laid off, when our spouse leaves us, when a child passes away, God's love reaches even to those dark and dismal and lonely and confused places. God's love is right there. His love is deep. Hallelujah. When we feel shut out, when we feel isolated, when we feel abandoned, when we feel alone, we need to remember that there is never a loss of God's love. We might lose a family member. We might lose a spouse. We might lose a friend, whether from death or whether from divorce. God's love is still right there in that loss. God's love reaches. I mean, it's like a three. In our lives It is with us through every moment In our lives Whether we are living for God Or not living for God God's love is right there Whether we are a saint or a sinner God's love is there Whether we believe in God or whether we're an atheist God's love is still right there for us Amen Amen And so we are to tap into that love That love that God shows for us Let me give you a definition of love According to the New Living Translation Dictionary, it says that love is the ultimate expression of God's loyalty, his purity, and his mercy extended towards his people. It is the ultimate expression. When you experience God's love, it is the ultimate expression of how he feels about you. Let that sink in. It is the ultimate expression of how God feels about you. Think about Mother's Day was just yesterday, right? Father's Day is coming up. Think about all the love you woman of God, you mother, experience on Mother's Day. Father, think about all the the love that you experience on Father's Day, the flowers, your children taking you out to eat or cooking for you. Uh, gifts being showered upon you. Even think about your birthday when people give you gifts and give you um, expressions of love and expressions of celebration as it's your birthday. Think about your anniversary. Your family may come together to celebrate you and your spouse um, spending another year of life together. All those times of celebration, all those expressions of love, all those expressions of encouragement, they can't compare to the ultimate expression of God's love toward us. Amen. That is awesome. That is awesome. God's ultimate expression of his loyalty, of his purity, of his mercy. I would even say of his grace towards us. Amen. Hallelujah. So we have to tap into God's love. God's love is total. 
and it's complete. You know, I've heard people say that they want to get married to this man or get married to this woman because that man or that woman completes them. Let me tell you something. If you are waiting for a man or a woman to complete you, there's something wrong with that. Their love does not complete you. Only God's love can complete us. Let me say it again. Only God's love can complete us. Only God's love can reach to the depth of who we are, touch the depth of who we are, heal the depth of who we are, know the depth of who we are. Only God's love can do that. Yes, your spouse loves you. Yes, your children love you. Yes, you love your children. Yes, your parents love you. Yes, you love your parents. But even with all of that love, that love cannot compare to the depth of God's love for you. So so trust God to complete you. Trust God to make you whole. Trust God to give you the fullness of who he is. Because when you have the full expression of God's love operating in you, then you can love someone else. Then you can love your child the way they deserve to be loved. Then you can love your spouse the way they deserve to be loved. Then you can love your family member the way they deserve to be loved. Then you can love your friend the way they deserve to be loved. When you have the full expression of God operating within you. And when we have God's love, let me tell you something. When you know God's love and you live out God's love and you understand God's love and you receive God's love and you allow God's love to permeate the entirety of your being, then when people come to you and want to connect with you, want to hook up with you, and I don't mean hook up in a sexual way, but hook up in a friendship way, and when they come to you and if they don't come to you correct, God's love will be able to tell you if that person is for you or not. And if they're not for you, then you can simply say, thank you, but no thank you, because you have a full expression of God's love within you. Let me give you an example. I'm an educator, as most of you know, and so I can tell with the children that I work with or the children at the school that I teach at, I can tell if their parents have shown them love or not. A child or even an individual, let's just talk about children for a moment, a child whose parents love them and support them and accept them and appreciate them and pour into them as the unique person that they are, they are settled within themselves. They're not perfect, but they're settled within themselves. They don't try to seek attention. They don't act out to seek attention. They are normally not disrespectful because the love that their parents have expressed to them has settled them within, has, has let them know that I'm loved, I'm supported, I'm appreciated. So I don't have to seek love from someone else. I don't have to act out so someone can show me love and appreciation because that love is already in me because my parents have shown it to me. Y'all understand? So when you have that kind of love operating in you, you can recognize people who are coming to you to leech off of you or to take advantage of you. You can recognize that. When someone says, I love you, you can recognize if it's true love or false love or an abusive type of love because you're settled in God's love. 
Amen. Y'all understand that? You're so settled in God's love that when somebody says, I love you, and they don't mean it, you can recognize that. That's why we sometimes have our children looking for love in all the wrong places because they aren't shown that love at home. That's why we sometimes have children who are enticed by other people and uh, kidnapped. It's not every case, but in some cases where children are enticed by a man or enticed by a woman and they're kidnapped or they get caught up in sex slave trafficking or they get caught up in um, in prostitution because they went, well, they either went looking for love in all the wrong places or they were in a place where they weren't loved and that person came and said, I love you, and then they took advantage of them. It's not every case, but in a lot of cases that have had, that has happened. And so it is imperative that parents, family members, educators even, that we show love to children so that they won't be in a place where they're seeking love from someone else who's going to take advantage of them. Y'all understand that? It is so important. Hear me well. Hear me with your heart. It is important, parents, that you show love and support and encouragement and acceptance to your child so that they won't be in a situation where someone can take advantage of them, where someone can say, I love you, and then entice them over and begin to take advantage of them, okay? So make sure that we are showing our children love. That's that's important to me, you all. As a person and as an educator, it is important for me that children are shown love because there are people, there are predators, there are child molesters, there are sex slave traffickers, there are um, abusers out there waiting to attack children and abuse children. And so we have to show our children love. We have to, to, to protect them because showing them love is a way of protecting them from someone who would try to prey on them, just one aspect of protecting them, okay? So let's make sure that we show our children love, that pure love, that unconditional love, so that they are so settled in your love as a parent. And then show them God's love so that they will know God's love because God's love will carry with them when they get out of your house, when they go to the military or when they go off to college or when they go to a trade school or decide to move to another city or another state and they're away from you. They'll have that foundation of not only your love but God's love so that they can carry that foundation with them. And so, again, when they get out there on their own, they won't go looking for love in all the wrong places. Because let me tell you something. Love is a basic element or it's a basic um, need that we have. Thank you, Lord. It's a basic need that we have. Love is a basic need just like water, just like food, just like shelter, just like clothing. Love is a basic need. You don't believe me? Do a, do a Google search. There have been studies where babies who were first born have been, they would take a group of babies who were first born and they are shown love and they live and they thrive. And then they have another group of babies who are not initially shown love right away. They begin to get sick and some of them have passed away. And I'm not saying that they wait for the children to pass away. Let, let me let me t- let me push back. Let me take away the passing away. But they they there is a significant difference between how a child acts or how a newborn acts when they are shown love and when they're not shown love. Let me say that. I've, I've looked at some of the studies. Okay, 
so it is, and so love is a basic need. It's a basic need again, just like shelter, just like clothing, just like food. It's a basic need, okay? And if we don't get love from our support system, from our family, from our spouse, we will go looking for it in other places, okay? All right, so that's my spiel, making sure that we take care of our children. But let's get back to us, woman of God, man of God. I encourage you to tap into God's love. Ask God to reveal himself to you in the area of love. Ask God to shower you with his love. Ask God to teach you to receive his love. I know sometimes we go through situations in life and we feel shame and we feel like we can never be loved because of the choices that we've made or because we've been abused and people have told us, can't nobody love you like I love you, or nobody will ever love you except for me. And we feel that shame or we feel like nobody else can love us. I I, I decree and declare that those lies will no longer take effect over your life. Know that God will love you in your mess. God will love you in your good times. He will love you in your bad times. He will love you even during your abuse. After your abuse, God's love can reach you. Don't ever let anyone tell you that love cannot reach you. I don't care how dark your day is, how dark your hour is, how dark your God's love can reach you. So ask God to reveal himself to you. And then receive God's love. Don't let shame overtake you. Don't let someone else's lies overtake you. Know that God's love is real. It is present for you. I promise you, it is present for you. You don't believe me? Let me read Romans 8, 38 and 39 before I close. Romans 8, 8, verse 38 and 39, it says, and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from his love. Death can't and life can't. The angels can't and the demons can't. Our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow, and even the powers of hell can't keep God's love away. Whether we are high above the sky or in the deepest ocean, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing, the Bible says, Romans 8, 38 and 39. Study that scripture for yourself. Meditate on that scripture. Nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. So don't let anybody or any situation have you thinking that God's love can't reach you because God's love is his, the width, the depth, the height, and the length of his love can reach you right where you are. So I encourage you to receive God's love. Ask God to reveal his love to you. Accept God's love. Tap into God's love. It is so powerful. It is so patient. It is so peaceful. And when we learn to love ourselves, when we receive God's love and love ourselves and allow God's love to permeate every inch of our body, then we can dispense God's love out into this world. Y'all, I'm telling you, there are people out there desperate. There are people out in the world discouraged. There are people out in the world in despair. 
despair, and it is up to us as saints of God to show them love. But we've got to tap into God's love so that our will is full, so that our heart is full, so that our reservoir is full, so that that fullness can reach out to those who are in need so that we can show them the type of love that 1 Corinthians 13 talks about, that love that is patient, that love that is kind, that love does not keep account of the wrongs that are done to it, that love that that bears all things, that hopes all things. Go back and read 1 Corinthians 13. It tells you exactly how you are to love other people. But let's get God's love for ourselves so that we can extend that love out to others. Amen. So tap into God's powerful love. Tap into God's peaceful love. Tap into God's patient love. I promise you, God's love will never steer you wrong. God's love will conquer every situation, every circumstance, every every experience in your life. God's love will do it. So tap into his love. Amen. Amen. So don't forget to go back and read the scriptures that I've given you. Study them, meditate on them, ask God to reveal himself to you through his word. 1 Corinthians 13, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17, 18, and 19, and John 3 and 16, as well as Romans 8, 38, and 39. Meditate on those words. Meditate on the word of God. Meditate on those scriptures. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I shared a few things that I hadn't planned to share, but the Holy Ghost, he knows exactly what he's doing. Let's tap into love for ourselves. Let us know the love of God so that we can share God's love to others. Amen. So join me next Monday at 6.30 p.m. We are going to continue to tap into the promises of God. I don't know what we're talking about next week, but God will reveal it when he's ready so that I can prepare and be able to share the word with you. Amen. So look, if you're not doing anything June 28th, 29th, and 30th, it is our seventh annual summer gathering. God has blessed us to have seven years for our summer gathering. We've been eight years in ministry, but seven years for our summer gathering. I think I said seven years last year, but I did make a mistake in that. Seven years this year, June 28th and 29th, we're going to be online through our um, – Well, actually, we're going to be conference calls through our prayer line. And then on June 30th, we're going to come together, have a face-to-face teaching at the East Regional Library, 211 Lick Creek Lane in Durham, North Carolina. Visit our website at www.bfreeministriesnc.weebly.com for more information. You can also check out our Facebook page. I will be posting information about the summer gathering this week, so check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash bfreeministriesnc. Look, join us tonight for prayer at 7.30 p.m. The number is 641-715-0861, access code 675-021. Go to our Facebook page. The information is already there, okay? So don't forget to join us at 730 for prayer. Tune in next week at 630 as we continue to tap into the promises of God. And look, if nobody has told you that they love you, I love you. We at Be Free Ministries, we love you. This is Be Free Ministries signing off.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.